Hey, no competitions. Hey, no competitions. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Big T, aka Terrence Tennant, founder and creator of the No Competitions, No Competitors, the brand. And you are now tuned into the No Comp Podcast, Sports and Health Wellness Podcast. Health, wellness, and sports, I always say it doesn't matter whichever one you prefer so far as the listeners, whichever topics, you know what I'm saying, whichever segments you prefer, you which ones you like the best. But today we're going to be talking about sports heavy. You know what I'm saying? Today's segment is going to be dedicated to some sports just off the fact that we did have a crazy weekend just so far as college football. And if you love college football, and I've expressed this multiple times on my show, that I do love college football and i've expressed plenty of times that i i'll prefer college football over the nfl a lot of times just off the fact that you know what i'm saying the spirit of college football the emotion of everything just the environment you know what i'm saying you got the student section you got so much going on just so far as uh spirit uh emotions you know what i'm saying you're trying to rep your school you're trying to rep something it's all it's it's more than about money you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of things I feel like plays a big part in the NFL. It plays a major part, especially if, you know what I'm saying, putting your body on the line every day. And you know what the NFL players, a lot of them go through. But, you know what I'm saying, it's the same situation with college, just at a, you know what I'm saying, lesser degree. But you now that money is involved in college and stuff now, you know what I'm saying, maybe a big change in how things may start playing out. But until that actual time comes, the money thing has already started. But until like we actually start seeing those changes for right now we got college football and like i was saying if you participate and if you watch college football heavy then you know that this weekend was a crazy weekend when it comes to college football but overall things it's still not over even though today is monday um we still got the old miss versus louisville game tonight so you know what i'm saying check that out um and also you know, we won't have the opportunity to actually have our um, actual top 25 rankings go out because of the game that we're still waiting on tonight. But, you know, a lot of different sources and stuff like that, uh, a lot of sports sources and uh, commentators and stuff like that have already putting out what they felt like the rankings would be. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying, until the official ranking come out, I ain't going to put it out. So, we will go over, I will go over real fast, the top 25 rankings prior to the kickoff this weekend. And this is the AP poll. Of course, you know, they have two different polls. You know what I'm saying? The AP poll is the official poll, but, you know what I'm saying, they have the coaches poll also. But I'm just going off the AP. But just from the AP, you got number one, Alabama. Number two, Oklahoma. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Ohio State. Five, Georgia. Six, Texas A&M. Seven, Iowa State. 8, Cincinnati, 9, Notre Dame, 10, North Carolina, 11, Oregon, 12, Wisconsin, 13, Florida, 14, Miami, 15, USC, and that's uh, California, 16, LSU, 17, Indiana, 18, Iowa, 19, Penn State, 20, Washington, 21, Texas, 22, Coastal Carolina, well, I'll be living when I see them small teams up in there, and we got another one at 23. And UNL, that's the Louisiana Lafayette, 24, you got Utah, and 25, Arizona State. So, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, and I'll give a quick, my my quick thoughts on the rankings, you know what I'm saying? Just so far as certain teams, you know, like always, I always feel like they're going to have certain teams always in the top rankings. Uh, Oklahoma, for one, you know what I'm saying? I always got my little thing with Oklahoma. 
and Penn State and Notre Dame, they and Wisconsin, they, they, them, you know what I'm saying? These people that's voting, and we all know it's a lot, a lot of the older guys, you know what I'm saying? A lot of elderly that's on these that's on these boards and stuff like that that's voting, and they're trying to keep some of these older schools' hopes alive. Because you know what I'm saying, when I go through some of these scores, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna discuss some of this stuff, and some of them teams that was participated in most of them scores that like a few of them that I just labeled. Like I still feel like you know what I'm saying, they still got a lot of work to do just to continue to be on them top levels, even though. But you know, a lot of them considered within Power Five rankings, and I'm gonna discuss Power Five rankings and stuff like that a little bit later in the uh, show, just so far, so you guys can get a little bit of an understanding but the season officially started out uh saturday 8 28 it was in august you had five games you had nebraska and illinois that kicked off on fox um but you know what i'm saying just the official thing kicking off so far as having uh any ranked opponents and stuff like that playing was this past weekend and like i was saying we had some exciting games going on out there yes we did uh and of course you know what I'm saying? Thursday, everything kicked off. And, you know, it started off with my boys. If you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Now you know. But, you know, I, I've expressed plenty of times on the show one of my my favorite teams, and that's uh Virginia Tech. So, but to start it off, we did have some, with the ranking play, we did have uh, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, but Ohio State started off playing Minnesota. It was, I mean, a pretty good game. You thought Ohio State may have ran off with it a little bit just off the opponent. But Minnesota was at home. I do think that if the running back for Minnesota didn't go out, it would have still been somewhat of a game. Uh, um, Ohio State defense a little shaky, but then again, it ain't much defense in that conference, so. Uh, amongst none of the teams so I mean you can't be too surprised about the defense but Ohio State was able to capitalize I do think they quarterback uh, Stroud looked pretty good just so far throwing the ball and stuff like that moving around but then again you know what I'm saying he was I, he was he he did get a few snaps last year at that time people did get to see I mean a little bit of his body at work and stuff like that but then again you know Ohio State always you know what I'm saying as long as they got uh, a good quarterback that's athletic, they can make some things happen just so far successfully in that in that offensive scheme. But you know what I'm saying, Stroud did do a good job uh, just so far as playing offense. So I ain't gonna knock him with that. He was able to put up 45 points with the defense, allowing 31 with something mm, a little iffy. Uh, also that Thursday you had Coastal Carolina, who's at 22, like I like I stated. You know what I'm saying, like a hey, Coastal doing their thing, blew out uh the Citadel. Uh, 52 to 14. Uh, you had Utah playing uh, Weber, and Utah, you know what I'm saying, pretty much took that game over 40 to 17 in that game. Also, you had Arizona State winning their they're about uh, 41 to 14. But you know that Friday, like I stated, and if you all know me, <laughs> you know I'm a Hokies fan. Hokies till I die. You know what I'm saying, and we had Blacksburg, Virginia rocking at 6 o'clock. Ready for UNC number 10. Sam Howell, Heisman candidate. So we was ready for him. I think a big part of that uh, was, you know what I'm saying, the home field advantage. Also being a lot, you know what I'm saying, having an opportunity to have the fans back in there to play a big part in there. The defense played real big in that game. Uh, Birdmeister 
played very well just so far as using his legs and stuff like that, though I don't think that that should be our game plan for the season because I think if he – some of the passes he made, you know what I'm saying, was pretty good passes. But, you know what I'm saying, they got to start allowing him to start. I think under Fuente, he, he wants to be in control of those quarterbacks so much that he don't want to allow them to start making decisions and stuff like that. But if you're going to, you know what I'm saying, have a successful offense, you know what I'm saying, you got to allow your quarterback to be that, that true leader. And with that, I mean, you know what I'm saying, you got to let go of uh, some of the reins on them. You know what I'm saying, allow them to be able to take over this, make a decision here and there. And, you know what I'm saying, with some of these – lesser games that we got in the season you know when we play some lesser opponents we should be able to start trying to allow him to do that so that way he can really learn to be a team leader and really start throwing that ball because you know since some of the passes he did throw out there the Trey Turner big play Trey <laughs> was was good but you know like I said for the most our defense really held it down but that was the first top 10 opponent you know what I'm saying that took a loss this weekend uh and it came to the hands of my boys, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boys. They did their thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give my boys their props. You know what I'm saying? My show, so I'm going to do something. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Gene Tech Hokies. Uh, and, you know what I'm saying? After that, Saturday, like I said, we just had an, an explosion of crazy, 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 crazy football. Um, you had number one versus 14 and Alabama versus Miami. Um Bryce Young, his first game looked like he he been playing for playing for Alabama at least about three four years already. But you know what I'm saying? That just says a lot about how much they be prepared in Alabama and everybody just be ready. Now on Miami's end, now the Eric King, and if you know me personally, then you know that my thoughts on the Eric King. Not now to him personally, I ain't got nothing against him personally. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that my guy has been in college for almost five years playing quarterback, and you know what I'm saying, if this was the measuring stick of how good you are, you know what I'm saying, playing my playing Alabama at the start of the game, then you know what I'm saying, you gotta you gotta look into that. And Miami gotta look into that too. You only scored thirteen points. It was you had a goose egg up majority of the game. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, that's not, like I say, it ain't no shots towards him personally, but you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, you got to let it go. Y'all was hot last year, you know what I'm saying, you had a little small injury, but y'all was hot last year, nothing major came out of the season, uh, no bowl wins, you got blew out by Clemson in the uh, ACC uh, championship, but then again, like I was saying, you've been in college this long playing quarterback. This was your measuring stick of of where where you was at so far as a college player playing Alabama is Alabama is is the stick Alabama the measuring stick you know what I'm saying ain't you ain't about to ain't no ain't no other test that you gonna go through in college football that's gonna be greater than Alabama at this point right now ain't no test that you gonna go through you know what I'm saying. Alabama is the measuring stick. If you want to see where you at as an individual, then you know what I'm saying. When you play Alabama, you go back and look at the tape of your position and what you did. As a coach, you go back and look at how you coached. You know what I'm saying. These are all these are all things that are considered. And you know what I'm saying because I keep holding them at a high standard. You know what I'm saying. That's why I I say 
that is the measuring stick for that because at the end of the day I don't think that's the way my, I don't think this might now so far as turning the season around and ACC opponents and stuff like that you can say yeah you know what I'm saying they can have a successful season and all this and that but at the end of the day unless Alabama just just somehow just trash it out the rest of the season like I said, that's the measuring stick for greatness just so far as college football. Nick Saban and his coaching staff, uh, his players, when you got the top recruiting classes every year, then you know what I'm saying, that's that's what you expect. When you got number five after number five. five what I mean number five, I'm talking about five star athletes. You yeah, backing up five star athletes. So you know, like I said, uh that's NFL ready talent. And you know what I'm saying, your your game result was forty four thirteen. So, you know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is maybe it's time to look in a, in a different direction. Maybe just because, you know, at the end of the day, are you going to be considered an NFL quarterback just so far off your throwing and stuff like that, decision-making? Because these are the things they're going to consider. So that's what I, that's all I'm mentioning. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, five years in college and, and, and Miami just blew you out like that. Now, I don't want to hear nothing about no ACC opponents or nothing like that because at the end of the day, it looked like outside of who who may win in this Louisville game, my boys, Virginia Tech, might have been one of the only other teams that won in ACC because all the other top opponents uh, didn't do too well. Well, we beat one of them. So. But to move on from that game, the next game we got Oklahoma and Tulane. And like, you know what I'm saying, most people have been giving a shout-out to Tulane. I'm going to do the same. Because, you know what I'm saying, that was a back-and-forth game. But then again, like I was saying, just like I hold them, I hold Oklahoma's defense to the same standard as I hold Ohio State's defense, um, Oregon's defense, um, Washington, uh, BYU. You get what I'm saying? So it's, it's in the conferences they were within, it's, they were the high-scoring conferences for a reason because there's no defenses in those conferences. So. That's why I mentioned it, it, it to that point. But the fact that, you know what I'm saying, Tulane was able to score 35 on it and make it a close game, you know what I'm saying, I think that should be looked into for consideration for the rankings. These are things that I should, I think that should be considered just as far as the rankings. Of course, I know number 10 won't be number 10 next week. Uh, 14 won't be 14 next week. But then again, you got to start looking at to some of these games that these teams struggled in also. Um... Next game, we got UGA versus Clemson. Pretty good game. The whole first half, 0-0. Zero to zero. So that lets you know how good of a game that was. Uh, didn't really get no scoring going to the second half. Well, you know what I'm saying? Georgia's running back was able to bust a, uh, at least a 40-plus yard run out. Uh, Clemson defense, I mean, like I was saying, it, it, was a, it was a hard play game. But offensively, you know what I'm saying, Georgia was able to put some points up. Uh, DJ, ukulele, you know what I'm saying, uh, offense. They was able to move the ball here and there. It's just wasn't able to capitalize on the moments they had. Uh, Georgia able to make stops when they needed to. Uh, ended that game 10-3, five versus. And that was like I was just saying, you had five versus number three. That was it right there. So, you know, in a way, Clemson going to drop in the rankings. But they did play a top five team. So, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying, won't be much change for them. Uh, also, they're going to consider the, the the way the game was played and stuff like that. So that's why I was mentioning the Oklahoma game 
prior to even mentioning the uh, UGA game. Uh, next after that, you had Texas A&M versus Kent State. Uh, Texas A&M came out, did their thing, uh, pretty much handled business 41-10. Uh, they sitting at number six right now, like I mentioned, just so far as rankings. It's going to be exciting what they do just so far as building off of what they did last year uh, within the uh, SEC. So, I'm going to try to see what they can do. Um, next game you got, you have uh, Northern Iowa versus uh, Indiana State or Iowa State. So, in that game, what well, Iowa State is number seven. Pretty close game throughout the game. Uh, I was able to pull it off 16-10 in that game. Like I say, some of these teams that are ranked high and had these close games with some teams that they, you know what I'm saying, shouldn't be close with. And, you know what I'm saying, they should be considered when it's time to rank some of these teams. So, y'all, hey, people ranking these teams, you know what I'm saying, go check out my No Cop show or listen to it. Listen to what I'm saying. Because, you know what I'm saying, some of these mainstream people ain't going to say this. They're going to let this stuff slide. And they're going to say a win is a win. And I don't feel the same. You know what I'm saying? It depends on how you win it, too. So, um, next game you got, you have Cincinnati, who's number eight right now. Uh, winning their game against Miami, Ohio, uh, 49-14. They was able to pull that one off. No issues with that game. Next game we got Oregon, Fresno State. Uh, Oregon, number 11, able to pull that one off, 31, 24-31, uh, close game with Fresno State. But then again, like I was speaking on, the, that defense, you know what I'm saying, that defense be suspect. That's why when they play some of these hard-nosed teams that play strong, hard defense, it be, they be struggling, when, they, especially if their offense can't get no points up on the board. And if they can't get quick points up and it's got, and then you make it a long game against Oregon, you know what I'm saying, you had an opportunity to win versus them. Uh, the Penn State versus uh, Wisconsin State, like I was saying, another ranked opponent versus another number 19 versus number 12. You had Penn State pulling that one out 16 to 10. I think Wisconsin had plenty of opportunities to win that game, just wasn't able to capitalize on the opportunities. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't pull it off. Uh, Penn State was able to pull it off, uh, but like I was saying, uh, they'll find a way to keep Penn State ranked so, and Wisconsin both of them unfortunately they played each other uh, next game we got Florida Atlantic versus number 13 Florida University of course you know uh, Florida took took the game over early off you know what I'm saying started off 14-0 uh, Florida Atlantic tried to fight back a little bit but you know Florida was able to keep, keep and maintain uh, you know what I'm saying a level of you know what I'm saying I don't want to say Excellence, but you know what I'm saying? They did their thing in that game, so I ain't gonna try to be no hater. Uh, next game, you got uh, San Jose State University versus USC number 15, uh, in that Southern California. Uh, they was able to pull that game off 30 to 7, handling their business in that game. Uh, LSU started the season off with UCLA, uh, and UCLA. Came out there, surprised a lot of people. LSU was out there, looked like they were asleep majority of the game. Uh, out there sleepwalking around and stuff like that. Was able to put up 27 points. But, you know what I'm saying, just towards the end of that game, just a lot of situations that made you, like, scratch your head just so far as uh, what was going on with the defense. Uh, also, what was going on with the offense. So, uh, in that game right there, UCLA came out, showed 
showed a little something for everybody to see, uh, especially versus you LSU. You would think LSU came out there, played a little bit more defense out there, but you know what I'm saying? UCLA came out there ready. So shout out to them uh, Golden Bears coming out there handling business. Uh, next game, you got Indiana, who's number 17, versus Iowa. Iowa just straight up shutting stuff down. But then again, quarterback threw two terrible picks in that game for Indiana. Um, quarterback who had a lot of success last year. I'm hoping it's not in the same situation uh, where, you know, Arizona, Arizona's quarterback, Tate, uh, where he had an amazing year. But then again, he did hurt his knee last year, so he had to have surgery. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, that'll play a, a big role into, you know what I'm saying, his gameplay. But then again, when I was watching the game, it don't look like too much of the knee was hurting. It looked like too many. Looked too much like he was making some bad decisions just so far when he was passing in our defense. You know what I'm saying, who done, who done made somewhat of a name for themselves just so far as on defense in the past few years, putting out a lot of cornerbacks in in uh, NFL right now. So, you know what I'm saying, got to watch out for them. But Iowa, you know what I'm saying, was able to really handle business out there. Uh, of course, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be a little change in the rankings just so far as top 25. This next game I'm talking about definitely going to be a change in the rankings, and that's what I was speaking on with defense. And you had number 20, Washington, playing Montana. And Montana was able to pull that thing off 13-7. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, I love it when I see these teams like Montana uh, beating these top teams. So, especially in, in a hard-nosed, tough game it was, Montana was able to pull that thing off. So, shout-out to them. The next game I got, we had uh, U University of Louisiana Lafayette playing Texas and I wanted I wanted UL to pull that game off so bad. It was a close game to start off, but then again Texas of course, you know what I'm saying, was able to, you know what I'm saying, do their thing to us throughout that game and able to keep a consistent uh level of play throughout the game and was able to keep continue to put up points and stuff like that. So end of that game thirty eight eighteen, uh, with Texas having a win at that one. Then Sunday we had Notre Dame versus Florida State, and that was last night. If you did not watch that game, it was a game to see. Just so far as the back and forth in that game, it was crazy. Um, one second, you you Notre Dame up. One second, Florida State up. And the craziest thing is Notre Dame went up 18 points in this game, folks. 18 points. And Florida State came back in the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, should have kept they run heavy the whole game. I believe if Florida State would have kept the run heavy all game, then I believe that they would have won that game. Notre Dame defense suspect as always, you know what I'm saying. But they are gonna find a way to keep them in the in the top, in the top ten, in number nine right now. So, but like I was saying, that Florida State, you know what I'm saying, that Florida State team came out there, the quarterback. Uh, looked a little iffy, but then again, it wasn't the quarterback. It was the play calling a lot of times that made you scratch your head. I think they should have just went with a lot of run in the eye formation, and I think if they would have did that, they would have had Notre Dame's number. They would have had the control of the game. They would have been able to control the game just so far as on the offensive end also and the defensive end just so far as giving the defense time to rest because the defense didn't play too bad against that Notre Dame offense. Other than, you know what I'm saying, that secondary. Whew. That secondary was able to come down and make some plays and on hits and stuff like that. But just so far as the offense end, 
not being making sure and it wasn't bad things but you know what i'm saying small things just so far as letting too many big plays get off uh at the worst times and like i was saying this game here if you ain't get to check it out it was a game to see uh like i was saying at one point notre dame was up 18 points florida state battle came all the way back used the run to do so but then again, like I was saying, I think a lot of the play calling for Florida State was suspect and put their offense and put a lot of players and their mindset in a bad position. Because at one play, uh, try to give you an example, one of the drives when they were down by 18, uh, well, prior to they became down by 18, they weren't even down by 18 yet. But this one, the quarterback threw an interception on fourth down, fourth and two. If anybody watched the game, they know what I'm talking about. All right. So you come out. You throw a passing play, uh, but mo majority of the routes you have in the passing play are down the field, so it takes some time. And you, but you know, what I'm saying the rush kind of gets to him, and he throws the ball away. So the next play you call the wildcat with the running back in the backfield. So a direct snap to the running back. I mean, the whole defense know what wildcat is. As soon as you see a running back sitting there, you're about to get a direct snap. So you hike it. You get about five yards off that. And then on third down, you run the same play with up to like five yards, five to six yards to go. And you run the same play, you get up to at least about two to three more yards. So you got like two yards to go and on fourth down. And instead of punting, you come out on fourth down with your quarterback. So now you want to throw a passive play. And it, it, the crazy thing about it was it was a crazy sequence of plays because you, nobody would think to call these plays. And if you, in your mind, thinking that you being clever or doing something smart doing so, it it was a terrible idea. So whoever the offensive coordinator, whoever the coach, that, the coach that even allowed, and, and for the coach to even sit and allowed it to happen was a crazy situation because then on the fourth down, you got your quarterback scrambling around trying to get these two yards wide pass anyway. You might as well try to do a quick pass or something like that. But instead, you got your quarterback scrambling around trying to throw something, throw, end up throwing it off, defender uh, pops it in the air, and now it's a pick. Going the other way, Notre Dame was able to capitalize off that turnover, and that's what put them up by 18. But then again, I said they were able to battle back. Uh, Florida State running back, you know what I'm saying, tremendous, and was doing his thing, uh, couldn't be stopped. Uh, but game went into overtime, and you know what I'm saying, Notre Dame were, were able to, you know what I'm saying, capitalize and win the game. But like I was saying, if you didn't have the opportunity to check out the game, it was, like I was saying, it was something crazy. You should have checked the game out. Like I was saying, I love college football. Check the games out if you don't, if you don't, if you're not really interested in it. Then I say just try to give it a chance, you know what I'm saying. And last weekend was the best opportunity to because of, you know what I'm saying, have the opportunity to catch it before any other interactions just so far as uh, NFL or anything like that because, you know, we got that NFL coming this week, baby. Now, you know what I'm saying, I, though I do choose college over the NFL, now that don't mean that I don't love to watch my NFL. That You know what I'm saying, that ain't, that ain't what I'm saying. So, you know what I'm saying, I still do enjoy watching – the professional league just off the fact of you know what I'm saying the way things are handled you know what I'm saying in the NFL like I say it's a whole nother level in college football like I say I love college just off the spirit the emotion you know what I'm saying I like to get hype so I like to get hype I like to get my emotion to what I'm doing 
just so far, you know what I'm saying, with the passion I'm doing, I feel like the passion, just so far as is, is, is there a little bit more college football rather than NFL, but that don't mean that, you know what I'm saying, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying, catch my NFL games, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, at the end of the day, I do comment on them, I do talk about them, stuff like that, and you know I'm saying I'm very interested of, about the business, just so far as the NFL also, that's why I always try to give two point of views when I discuss any topics, just so far as the NFL, but just keep it about college right now, um, like I said, we still got our Louisville and Ole Miss game tonight before we get an official ranking come out. But like I say, it's going to be a lot of changes to these rankings. A lot of changes coming to the rankings. Um, also, you know what I'm saying, give a big shout-out to, you know what I'm saying, HBCU football. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to forget about my historical black colleges. You know what I'm saying? Try to go over their, their schedule, uh, what they had, you know what I'm saying, within, you know what I'm saying, the primary schools we do got uh black schools playing too and i do want to shed some light on our hbcus this year just off the fact about you know what i'm saying like i did mention in my draft podcast of none of them had really have an opportunity to be drafted so because of the season was offset and stuff like that but now that everybody's pretty much back on track they're gonna have the opportunities to get this, the light shed on them and you know espn also that hunt does have a little thing online that if you do when you do check out the uh HBCU uh, college schedules and stuff like that. They do have different like live streams and stuff like that for people to try to catch them. So if you haven't checked them out, I suggest checking them out. You know what I'm saying? That you know what I'm saying. Football is football. At the end of the day, it's gonna be exciting. You got you got top tier level players on these teams. Also, you know what I'm saying. Don't think that the NFL don't go grab these players uh, by the by the boatloads. You know what I'm saying? And with the with a lot more NFL players making trans well retired NFL players making transition to be coaches and stuff on these levels. It's gonna start getting a lot more eyes, a lot more players to come to these levels and stuff like that. So gonna start getting involved and start watching these games while you can, because I'm telling you, they coming. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna have to start having a lot more five star players, four star players wanting to be a part of this, wanting to be you know what I'm saying a part of what you know what I'm saying HBCUs and stuff like that, especially African American players. So you're going to have a lot of people wanting to be a part of that and want to be a part of the growth and see it grow and see and be a part of that, uh, you know what I'm saying, explosion just so far, exposure. So, like I say, you guys start checking that stuff out, you know what I'm saying, start watching it while, you know what I'm saying, you have your opportunity to really get your eyes on it because, you know, once ESPN get their hands on something, it's going to black out and it's going to, it's all types of stuff for you to have to try to see it. So, I'm just mentioning why, why you got your opportunity, so... Get on the train while it's, while, you know what I'm saying, while it's slow rolling. Because when that speed get up, it's going to be a little tougher. Uh, but like I said, get my, look, you know what I'm saying, shed a little bit of light on my HBCUs. You know what I'm saying, they scheduled. They did kick off Thursday, also September 2nd with Murray State playing Mississippi Valley State. Uh, Murray State taking that game 35-0. to zero. Uh, Then Saturday we did have a big kickoff just like uh, – you know what I'm saying? Some of our Power 5 teams kicked off in uh, Division A, AA, and NAIA. We had a lot of we had a lot of divisions kick off just so far as uh, college football. But just so far as the HBCU aspect, you had Furman take on uh, North Carolina A&T. Uh, Furman was able to take that game 29-18. Richmond playing uh, Howard, and Richmond took that one 38-14. Townsend play, playing Morgan State. 
Townsend dominating that game 31-0. Delaware State versus Bowie State. Delaware State 32, Bowie State 24. Um, Hampton versus Virginia Union. Hampton taking that game 42-28. Alabama State versus Mile College. And that looked like that was a pretty good game right there. Uh, 14 to 13, and that game ended in overtime. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff versus Lane. Arkansas Pine Bluff taking that game 34-16. Toledo versus Norfolk State. Uh, Toledo 49, Norfolk 10. Alabama and A&M 42 versus South Carolina State, and that was a pretty good game right there. Also, uh, Alabama and A&M winning that one by one point, 42. Sacramento State with 41. Uh, Troy uh, versus Southern. Troy with 55. Southern with 3. Prairie View A&M versus Texas Southern. And Prairie View was able to take that game with 40 points over uh, Texas Southern. Uh, UTEP versus Bethune-Cookman. UTEP over Bethune-Cookman by 10 points, 38 to 28. And, of course, you had on Sunday... You had Dion Sanders and his boys coming out there versus Florida A&M and Jackson State. Uh, Jackson State able to take that game by one point. So it was a real close game throughout the game, but they was able to take it by one. Um, Grambling State versus Tennessee State. Grambling took that one 16-10. to So like I was saying, if you don't check out these these HBCU games, go ahead and start trying to check them out because, you know, like I say, I check them out here and there, uh, especially when I'm watching uh, games on Saturdays. I'm definitely watching all the games. You know what I'm saying? I'm checking out all the games on Saturdays. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, my eyes be frying because you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to watch everything. I'm trying to see everything. I'm trying to see who needs to be seen, who's who that needs to be seen, so that way I can, you know what I'm saying, get my eyes on and get my opinion about it. You know what I'm saying? My so far as my, you know what I'm saying. From a sports aspect, also from a player aspect, you know what I'm saying, spectator. So, I definitely want to try to see everything that is to see when it comes to these games and stuff like that. When it comes to every level of games, I still watch NAIA games. So, you know what I'm saying, shout out to Point University. I'm still checking y'all boys out, you know what I'm saying, to this day. Um, so, uh, at the end of the day, like I say, um, and like I announced, even with the start of all this thing, I, I'm watching it from from profess top professional levels to Pop Warner to you know what I'm saying best believe in in this area I'm in. I met I met Cherry Park, you know what I'm saying, watching the kids play. So you know what I'm saying, I'll be out there learning names. Oh, oh, that's him. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm saying, I'm I'll be everywhere. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. Like I say, check these check these guys out. Show the show the love, show the support that you do to these Power Five teams. Because you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. These kids trying to make their dreams come true, just like all the other levels. So you know what I'm saying. Get some eyes on these fellas. You know what I'm saying. It, it'll help definitely. You know what I'm saying. Get bigger stages for them and stuff like that. And that's gonna carry over also to the next subject I talked about just so far as bigger stages. Because, you know what I'm saying, as you've been watching lately in college football, like I say, if you keep a lot of eyes on college football and stuff like that, you see lately where you're about to have a lot of changes just so far as within a few 
conferences. Uh, of course, you know, the biggest one we all seen prior to the kickoff of the season was the announcement of the Big 12 about to lose Oklahoma and Texas. Them, those uh, two teams were two universities interested in being in the uh, SEC or at least joining the SEC. Um, of course, the decision was um, approved. So, but of course, you know what I'm saying? With all these, whether it's approved or anything like that, let me go ahead and let you guys know. It won't be really no changes to anything until um, maybe about like 2024 because you got to understand these guys, these teams are in contracts with these conferences because the contracts includes a lot of stuff. It includes a lot of money. So, you know what I'm saying? And within the money and stuff like that, well, the money includes like TV rights, and you know what I'm saying, merchandising and stuff like that. So, uh, within you know what I'm saying, with all that going on with the NCAA, of course you know the NCAA got their hand in everything. I mean, it's within the NCAA stuff. So of course they do. But uh, of course you know what I'm saying, you got conference presidents and stuff like that. And then when you're dealing with Power Five teams, I did say I was gonna discuss Power Five teams a little bit when I was talking about the rankings. Now, Power Five teams, what I mean, you got. You got Power Five teams, and us talking about the Power Five conferences, and you got five big conferences that withhold. You know what I'm saying? That like five major conferences that withhold. You know what I'm saying? The, and not really the most teams, but you know what I'm saying? The premier teams. When I mean premier teams, I'm talking about like teams that get a lot of watches, teams that that's booked up a lot. So teams that people want to be a part of, they get the eyes, they get seen. So when I mean Power Five conferences. What I mean: ACC, SEC, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, and the Big Ten. Those are your Power Five conferences. Those would make Power Five, and within those conferences, your teams would be considered Power Five teams. And with that mean, Power Five teams, because of the conferences and stuff like that, have automatic tie-ins to the college football playoffs. And you know, everybody want to get to the college football playoffs. So if you want your chances to be greater to have the opportunity to play in college football playoffs. That's why a long time ago, you know, you had teams like UCF having arguments about being a better team and stuff like that. And UCF was the biggest one, so that's why I'm using them. So uh you know, UCF had they they big thing about, you know what I'm saying, they had an undefeated season but yet they didn't get the opportunity to you know what I'm saying play or get rankings they think they deserve and that's the whole thing about power five teams they're gonna always have the opportunity to be in the top 10 top five and like I say they got the, and, but prior to the playoffs they were the ones that had the automatic tie-ins to certain bowl games you know like Rose Bowl uh, Orange Bowl uh, uh, Tito's Bowl all the big Big, big bowl games, you know what I'm saying, Sugar Bowl, stuff like that, Power 5 teams play in them. So, uh, that's why you see a lot of teams want to change conferences and stuff like that. Though. But it ain't in Texas, Oklahoma situation, that it's the same thing. So, they feeling like if they leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC, then they're changing. But they change it within the Power 5. So, they feeling like their chances are greater just so far as getting the college football playoff chances because you know what I'm saying even though these teams in the power five got greater chances 
certain divisions in the Power Five have greater chances. SEC, and I'm just gonna say it just cost off Alabama, LSU, just off the fact of the championship they've won. You know what I'm saying? Recently, recently. So, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got their eyes on the SEC, and and like I say, Alabama is the measuring stick. That's why I mentioned that earlier when I was talking about the scores. Alabama pretty much is a measuring stick. Everybody want to get close to Alabama because you know, if you can get close to them. And when Al and, and just think about it, when they when they play for championship, they blowing folks out. They it ain't no we going we scoring back and forth when Alabama play folks in championships. They getting there, they blowing you out. You know what I'm saying? And next year they gonna be an issue again. No matter who, how many of the team, how much of the team they send to the league, they gonna be back again. And then you know what I'm saying? They gonna be in the top top rankings again. And I can't even hate off that because you know what I'm saying? A lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Your recruiting class plays a big part in that. And I go over recruiting classes real fast. I go over the top 10 real fast. So, top 10 recruiting class 2021. You got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Clemson, Oregon, Texas A&M, USC, the Southern California. Number nine, you got Notre Dame. And 10, you got Michigan. But every year, it's almost Alabama. They're going to get the top, top, top five, top five, top 10, top 20 top 34 recruits every year just off the fact that you know what i'm saying if you if you're a kid coming out of high school like i say they the measuring stick if you're a kid coming out of high school and you saying i'm the best i want to prove that i'm the best and if you get an offer from the best you know what i'm saying alabama and you know what I'm saying? And especially if you got aspirations of going to the league playing for the league then you know what i'm saying alabama is going to be your first thought because you're going to say hey Unless you got a love for another team and, you know what I'm saying, got a passion to play for another team because, like I say, college football all about the passion like that sometimes. But, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times it's a business too within the business. So if you're all about your business as a, as a student athlete, then you know going to the best places will give you the best chances to get to the league. So it's just think about it. If you go into Alabama and you start and you shine there, then your chances of getting drafted are even greater. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, the measuring stick. They are the measuring stick. You you trying to see if you can get to Alabama. So, of course, Oklahoma and Texas want to prove that they, you know what I'm saying, they are worthy of, you know what I'm saying, being in that, that, that tier. But in my opinion, no. Like I say, Big 12 don't play defense. So, it's going to be difficult. For them to come over there and think, you know what I'm saying? They just gonna we Texas, we Oklahoma because pretty much everybody in the SEC. Because you know what I'm saying? You've been if you're in the SEC right now, you've been dealing with Alabama being top tier for the past decade. So since Saban been there, you've been used to that's been the thing. So like LSU winning the championship a while ago. Like I was saying, you you gotta put together a great team, and you gotta prepare to that build that histories of that. Or y'all just coming here to hopefully get chances to be in the college football playoffs, hoping that one of these years that y'all have some talent, y'all look up and beat you know what I'm saying, beat one of these teams. Because now you're putting yourself in a situation where you gotta go through the SEC. It ain't no way to avoid these SEC teams and all that because. If you look into the recent years, y'all haven't been playing 
you know what I'm saying, a boatload of SEC teams. Y'all, you know what I'm saying, y'all might dip in there here and there playing Alabama. And at times, you might get forced to play Alabama, Oklahoma. Uh, you know I'm saying college football playoffs and stuff like that. Now, times you may be successful, but on a consistent level, Alabama has been successful. So, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, are y'all going to be ready to sit and play LSU, Georgia, you know what I'm saying, is, is South Carolina going to become better? Because if, you know what I'm saying, they start becoming better, then you know they going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Ole Miss. So, you know, you got some teams, Texas and them. You got some teams in the SEC that's, you know what I'm saying, that's going to give you some issues before you should even be considering to, you know what I'm saying, we want to be up there with this certain team. But I understand the whole purpose of them trying to move. But, you know what I'm saying? And with that being the case, it just created a whole ripple of now teams wanting a big, what wanting to change up conferences and coaches wanting to entertain, you know what I'm saying, the thought of changing certain other conferences so that way now that they can have opportunities because once the Oklahoma-Texas thing was approved, and trust me, on the business aspect of all this, it, 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 it takes a lot to get approved because, well, and when I mean a lot, I mean a lot of money. So you can get approved, but uh, it comes with a lot of, you know what I'm saying, money to do so, like I say. Uh, just alone, um, you know what I'm saying, they, they certain conference has buyout rules if they want to leave the conference earlier. And it can go up to like ten million to twenty million dollars, or if you want to go out earlier than your contract ends, then you know what I'm saying you'll have you'll be pretty much owing that conference your revenue, your total revenue for the two years that you know what I'm saying you you would have been there. So you know what I'm saying if you got a pretty consistent revenue if it's like at 8 million to 10 million dollars then that's what you would be owing them for 2 years while still on that contract so you know what I'm saying and certain conferences have buyouts uh let me go over one that does have okay so during the Virginia Tech game North Carolina game it was a announcement saying that the Big 12 because of the loss of Oklahoma and Texas, they may be considering taking on UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati in today's conference, you know what I'm saying, to make a bigger conference because there was another announcement um, a little bit earlier in the weeks of uh, coaches. Like, these all things that just be entertained, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that they all getting together and actually discussing these things, but, you know what I'm saying, it's, if, it's, if they post it out, if they put it out in the news on ESPN or on one of these sports channels, you best believe the actual terms of it is actually being discussed. So, you know what I'm saying, they're not putting these things out. They won't even entertain the fact of putting it out if it wasn't a possibility. So, uh, another one that was put out just so far as changes in conferences and stuff like that were – you know what I'm saying? The conversations of the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 coaches considering combining to make like a mega conference. So that was, you know what I'm saying, something that they was entertaining. And that's three of the Power Five teams considering making one conference. And that was, off, like I was saying, the old Oklahoma and Texas conference switch-up created a whole lot of different things. So... If they were serious about the ACC Big Ten and Pac-12 
uh, joining a, and creating a, a major conference, then I was saying that, and I mentioned to, this to a different different uh, amount of people, if that could be possible, then instead of UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati wanting to join the Big 12, who, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, would be taking on four extra teams, then why not? Just consider joining, you know what I'm saying, conferences of smaller conferences and making a major conference. You know what I'm saying? So then, when, and what I mean by smaller conferences, I mean smaller conferences that have at least proved that, you know what I'm saying, they trying to do something. Just so far as, especially when they playing ranked teams and stuff like that. And I mean, being showing some consistency when it comes to just so far as making stuff happen and when I mean smaller conferences like that I'm talking about the American Mountain West Sunbelt and Mid-American that's for that's for smaller you know what I'm saying conferences right there that I feel like could join up to make a, a major conference like that and hopefully you know what I'm saying be a part of the Power 5 if if those type of changes happen just so far as ACC Big 10 and Pac-12 joining together maybe you know what I'm saying the smaller conferences should join together just so far they can make a major conference and be a part of that i would add conference usa but i think a lot of those teams within conference usa need a lot more main main stage wins and you know what i'm saying that mean mid tennessee like marshall uab louisiana tech florida atlantic if florida atlantic would have beat florida and I, you know what I'm saying that i would have had to be like yay you know what i'm saying lane kiffin florida atlantic was doing their thing but you know what I'm saying? Now that he's gone, what's Florida Atlantic gonna look like for the years to come? Are they still gonna keep that consistency? But you know what I'm saying, getting blown out by Florida, you know what I'm saying, would make you think that wouldn't be the case. But then again, we got a whole season. I'm not judging nobody off the first game. Uh but like I said, just the majority of those teams within that conference I feel like still need some big games to do so. But you got Coastal Carolina and you got Louisiana Lafayette, along with uh, a lot of other teams within the, within their conference, that's starting to try to make a little bit of noise. So that's why I'm saying if those four conferences build up, and like I say, American Mountain West, Sun Belt, Mid America, then I think it'll be a little bit more interesting than you know what I'm saying seeing certain major teams within those conferences that are you know what I'm saying playing and playing big right now and are consistently winning on the main main stage level rather than see them go you know what I'm saying go to a bigger conference you know what I'm saying because of because another conference is losing but then again all these things that's been entertained like I say wouldn't actually happen till maybe 2023 2024 uh I do know that um you know what I'm saying they did put out an article I read an article sports on sports illustrated um on the third of this month, uh, they was talking about uh, that. You know, what I'm saying it was gonna be a meeting just so far as with the Big Twelve presidents, just to discuss some of the changes and stuff like that. So these things, like I said, if they put it out, these things, there is a possibility of it happening. You know, what I'm saying there's a strong possibility of most of this happening. But like I say, just so far as my opinion, with the smaller schools trying to join up into the bigger conferences, just make just join all the smaller conferences together, so that way. You know what I'm saying? We try to make a major conference, especially if the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC want to put teams together, want to put conferences together. They want to stack conferences like that because if the ACC is going to get a little bit bigger, and I'm sure 
with the entrance of Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to have a lot more people trying to get in the SEC now, especially with a lot, all these changes being talked about. I'm sure we're going to start seeing a lot more changes being discussed. But like I say, it ain't just a you can just switch up conferences. It's from the business aspect, these things get costly. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure these teams got the money because of all the money they make off these athletes. So I'm sure I'm sure they got it. So but like I say, there's exit penalty for certain conferences and stuff like that. Certain other conferences, if you independent, luck you you lucky. Uh BYU independent, so they lucky that they don't have to deal with nothing like that. But um I'm sure but like the article was discussing, if they got sports that's involved in other conferences, though, that, you know what I'm saying, that the buyout would have to go for them also, you know what I'm saying, because it had to be a full university switch up. So, uh, But I know the American Athletic Conference, and that's the that's USF, UCF, and Houston, I know for them it's going to be $10 million for exit penalty just for them. So, you know what I'm saying? They have to pay a $10 million exit penalty for them. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas, like I discussed, it could be an exit penalty for them if they don't finish out the terms of the contract. And then again, like I say, with their exit penalty, can range up to like $10 million to $100 million to they actual to they revenue stream just so far as the next two years they'd be on the contract. So, it's costly to get out these contracts. But, you know what I'm saying? These teams want to sh- get get that light and then get to these other conferences and you know what I'm saying? It ain't like they won't make the money back because when they get to these other conferences, then they, you know what I'm saying? It'd be a bigger split just as far as TV rights and stuff like that. So, and the opportunity to get more eyes on their teams, they feel like if they get to the SEC, like I say, the opportunity is to get to the college football playoffs is a little bit greater. So, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no change. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, um, but at the end of the day, like I say, um, all these teams just trying to make these changes just so far as to get, you know what I'm saying, they chance to get to these college football playoffs. But with all the conference changes, I did read also with the conference changes and stuff like that, it's going to put a delay on, you know what I'm saying, the NCAA and the committee trying to make a decision on extending the playoffs. So with all the changes and stuff like that, it's going to have to, you know what I'm saying, they're going to have to make a lot of different changes so far as how they conducting and stuff like that but just like i was saying they they just consider the changes i suggested just so far as the smaller conferences making a bigger conference then you know what i'm saying it would still be have to consider all the playoff rules and stuff well playoff ruling just so far as how they would do you know what i'm saying the 16 teams so but at the end of the day you know what i'm saying everything usually works itself out when it comes to this thing a lot of times when they don't, they get ugly. Uh, but just so far as the the athletes aspect of it, you know what I'm saying, boys get a chance to ball out. So uh, we're going to try to see who's going to fight for that college football playoff spot. But then again, it's only the start. Um, only the start of the year. Um, so we got a lot of football left. Like I say, we got NFL coming up um, this Thursday kicking off Dallas Cowboys versus Tampa Bay and of course you know what I'm saying I'm gonna do a podcast prior to the game not you know what I'm saying the day of but it'll be most likely Wednesday I'm trying to discuss a little bit of who I think might win it you know what I'm saying might have my boy Big Skull 84 on here to talk, you know Tampa Bay his boys so I know he's gonna love the opportunity to talk about 
his boys winning the game. Of course, we know who he's going to say go win. But uh, try to give him a little bit, uh, try to get his insight on it, uh, why they will win and stuff like that. In my opinion, I want to give it to uh, Tampa myself because, you know what I'm saying, Dallas, because of the fact that Dallas, uh, Dak hasn't had any real game time play or nothing like that and dealing with that shoulder and that ankle. We want to see what it's going to really be like when the adrenaline pumping and stuff like that. So, uh, also, a lot of different other things to talk about in the NFL with the season getting ready to kick off. You know, we all did see Cam, you know what I'm saying, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, lose his job to, you know what I'm saying, Mac Jones. But then again, when you give somebody that many opportunities to show what they got, sometimes it, it don't turn out the way you want, whether it be in your second year or not. Though I did want to see Cam with him a second year thinking that you know what I'm saying a second year would have did good for him just so far as you know what I'm saying knowing the team and knowing everything they need to do so I definitely felt like Cam was going to bring that thunder this year uh, well as much as he could because I still don't think that arm is much just so far throwing but like I said a lot to discuss man just so far as uh, sports and stuff like that and we definitely going to get to it but today like I said I want to cover this cover the college football aspect of everything and next Saturday we're gonna have a whole nother whole nother barrel of it but next Saturday by that time we've had NFL and all that too but like I was saying I'm coming to you guys a little bit more frequently we're gonna try to have some health wellness on my next episode but I want to thank all of the those of you who are out there listening and supporting this no competition no competitive movement we're trying to bring some big things to the world, reach everyone we can with this health wellness segment. The world has already woken up to a better eating habits. We're trying to keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent. So once again, I want to thank everybody that's out there listening and supporting the no competition, no competitive movement. So far as not only just the podcast, you know what I'm saying, merchandise and stuff like that. If you're interested in buying, purchasing merchandise and stuff like that, you can always, you know what I'm saying, just reach uh, me through all my social media aspects are uh, platforms and stuff like that um, and that's uh, Facebook no comp tenon and on Instagram it's just no comp you should be able to find it. if not it's all you can always just type in the full no competitions no competitors for either platform and you should be able to find it uh, without an issue but like always thank you guys for the support those who are out there listening and if you know somebody that loves sports love talking about sports love hearing sports then you know what I'm saying Spit us, you know what I'm saying? Put put spit put a word in their ear, you know what I'm saying? Let them know. No can't be talking about it all. Not only just sports, but health wellness too. And I cover a lot of different aspects of health wellness. Mental, physical, emotional, you know what I'm saying? All different type of aspects, you know what I'm saying? For people that need the help at different things. I give out different tips on my social media uh pages and stuff like that, different tip health tips and stuff like that for those who do need that uh advice or do need the tips at the time. Uh, small tips, but you know what I'm saying, small changes make, you know what I'm saying, small changes can make uh, big differences, so, you know what I'm saying, I, I try to do things short, do things small, to so try to help people out, and not try to make too many major steps, just so far as uh, what they're trying to do, you know what I'm saying, the major step was making the decision to do it, so, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, keep a strong mental with what you're trying to do, stay strong at, you know what I'm saying, what you hope to do. So that way you not lose sight on it. But thank you all for listening once again. You can catch the show on all uh, listening platforms. That's Deezer, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, 
iTunes, anywhere you can listen to the music, you can find the uh, the iPod, uh, the podcast. So check it out. You know what I'm saying? Let your people know about it, and we're gonna make this thing number one on Podomatic. Yeah.